Hey, uh, very good morning. Lovely to see you. Uh, welcome to anyone who's watching, um, everyone who's watching online, I'm sure. <laughs> Not in the swimming pool or the sea or anything, but um, great to see you as well. And um, I, I'm so glad we prayed like that, James, um, and worshipped like that, um, Martin. Uh, I'd like um, sort of to continue that, just to think a little bit about our city uh, this morning and what God might be saying um, to us for our city. Um, The way I want to frame it is kind of, um, I mean, like, is there anyone here who ever wonders, like, why God isn't more powerful in my life right now? Like, like, do you ever come in through, like, this morning, maybe you came in and think, do you know, I'm in church, but I'm feeling awfully sort of dry, spiritually speaking, you know, I know I go to church, but I, if someone sort of pinned me to a wall and said, you know, are, are you full of the power of God? I, I, I kind of don't know, really. Uh, that's what I want us to think about. And I want us to come at it maybe in a way that you might not have thought about, um, about how we, have, how we get more power, basically, in our lives and in our church. Um, and uh, I'm going to read a bit of scripture from Luke uh, chapter 4. Um, this is maybe familiar to some of you it's Jesus's beginning of his ministry it's really something of his job role he's about to um, announce his ministry and he's going to do it through a kind of job description that he's going to follow and it's Luke chapter 4 verse 14 to 21 I'll read it to you Uh, Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the spirit and news spread about him through the whole countryside He was teaching in the synagogues and everyone praised him. He went to Nazareth where he'd been brought up and on the Sabbath day he went into the synagogue as was his custom. He stood up to read and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah, that's um, in the Old Testament, uh, was handed to him and unrolling it he found the place where it's written. He's obviously looking for something particular in the scripture that he wants to announce So he's found it in Isaiah and he says this, the spirit of the Lord is upon me or you could say the power of God is upon me because, here we go, he's for a reason. Because the power of God is among me because he wants me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. Then Jesus rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendants and sat down and everyone's eyes in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began by saying to them, today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. The purpose of your life is to continue the ministry of Jesus on earth for as many years as you have left on this earth. I'll say it again. Whatever your job, whatever your family situation, whatever your income, whatever your life experience, the purpose of your life is to continue the ministry of Jesus for as many years as you have left on this earth. And for that purpose, God has given you his spirit, his power to help you to get the job done, 
to do the sorts of activities that he did so that you and I are continuing his ministry. Now, there are other purposes of the Holy Spirit being given to us. He's given to us for our peace and our comfort. He's given to us, uh, Paul says, so that we might have wisdom and revelation to know God better. The Spirit is given to us for a whole bunch of reasons. But his power is given to us for this purpose. And what I want us to do for a few moments before we pray again is to think about the, the purpose of the power of God, the purpose of the power of God. Why is it that God doesn't always appear to be more powerful in my life, in your life? The problem I suggest is not that there's a shortage of power. The issue may be that if we want to flow in God's power, we need to align the activities of our lives a little more closely with the intention for which that power is intended to be given and flow through us. Does this make any kind of sense? Okay, so Luke says, okay, so Jesus returned from Galilee full of the Holy Spirit. Then Jesus says, the Spirit of the Lord, the power of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me. He is making me able, dot, dot, dot. And then comes a list of the things that the power of the Spirit is gonna get Jesus to do. Did you see that list? It's, bring good news to the poor, proclaim freedom for prisoners. It's recovery of sight for sick people and blind people and releasing the oppressed. And then he gives a list of the people for whom this power through him is going to be directed. It's going to be for poor people, prisoners, sick people and people who are oppressed. The point is, the purpose of your life, the purpose of St. Peter's is to continue the ministry of Jesus for as many years on this earth as we've got left. As the Father has sent me, so I send you, Jesus said. Then if that's true, then the power that we so desperately want more of in my life presumably will come to us only in as much as we are about doing the same things for which Jesus needed the power. D does that make any sense at all? Okay, so here's the question. What is God's power in your life for? Is it okay? I've got a hell of a week coming up. I mean, you should see my to-do list as long as my arm, my crowded calendar. Uh, I've, uh, I mean, that assignment, that exam, but it's okay, baby, bring it on. Because I'm going to be full of the Holy Spirit and I'm going to crush it this week. And our God is greater. Our God is stronger. You are higher than any other. I'm going to outpower my life this week. Well, sure, um, the Holy Spirit is given to you to strengthen you and to help you get through your week. Uh, and to guide us. But 
is the Holy Spirit's power really just so that I can manage my life a little bit better than if I didn't have the Holy Spirit? I think there's more in the heart of God than that. It's... The Holy Spirit is not really actually... how do I, it's not really for us. It's for others through us. It's for people who are poor, for prisoners, for people who are sick, and for people who are oppressed. And if we will aim our lives at that kind of purpose, you will be staggered. And as our church, we will be amazed at how powerful God is. Now, anyone else um, a little challenged by this? Because I tell you, I can go whole weeks being so self-absorbed of my own life and my own issues that I've got to get through and my own interests, kind of living for me. And I tell you, I can go a whole week without directing my life to anybody who is poor or a prisoner. And remember, you don't have to be behind bars to be a prisoner. You can be in captivity to anxiety or addiction or despair. I can go whole weeks without praying for someone who's sick or doing something about the injustice in the world that's all around me, homelessness, slavery, equal opportunities. And then I wonder why the Holy Spirit isn't more powerful in my life. (laughs) Well, because... Maybe I'm on the wrong track. Maybe I've cut out all the activities in my life for which God wants to flow his Holy Spirit's power through me. And so maybe he's probably thinking, well, Archie doesn't really like need my power just now because he's not doing the kinds of activities for which my power is intended. You know, one of... um, uh, my sister, I've got two sisters, one, uh, Verity's here, and uh, my other sister, our other sister lives in London. And uh, she and her husband are one of the many people, like, like some of you, who've taken in ref, uh, refugees from Ukraine in the last few weeks. And I was talking to her on Friday, and uh, she was telling me that, you know, what are we now, two, two months, ten weeks in? Um, she was kind of saying... Um, in as much as it ever was, the, the sort of novelty factor of having two 19-year-olds living under her roof slightly beginning to wear. And um, they're now faced because, um, as you know, the, um, under this government scheme, you agreed to do that for six months. So they've got a big decision to come in October. Are they going to turn these two people out? Or are they going to say, no, 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 because the, the girls are desperate to keep staying with them. And I was thinking as she was telling me this, that sounds a little, a lot like being good news to the poor and setting free the oppressed. And I was talking to her and thinking, that is why you need the Holy Spirit's power. It's not a very sexy thing, is it? But it is the kingdom of God and transformation in our world. You know, when Jesus promised his followers just before Pentecost that they would receive power, he says that you will receive power to be my witnesses. 
In other words, to bear witness in your life to who Jesus is and the sorts of things that he does. Jesus is not filled with the Holy Spirit in order that he can get on a bit better in the world or for his own advancement or security or to have a nicer life. Jesus was filled with the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit in order that he could feed the hungry, set free the oppressed, heal the sick, lift up the broken. And you may know that the word witnesses, you will have power so that you will be my witnesses. You may know that the witness is the same word as martyr. Jesus wants to give us the power of his Holy Spirit so that we would get better at laying down our lives, giving our lives away for others. Man, I need a fresh Pentecost today. I need the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit to help me shrug off my selfishness and my self-absorption. I need the power of the Spirit to help me to go low and to serve and to surrender and to sacrifice that God's kingdom may come in Brighton. The power of the Holy Spirit is not for my great comfort. It is for his great cause. Now, the trouble with a talk like this is, um, as I've been thinking about it over the last few weeks and what to talk to you about on this is that um, it was a lovely summer's mid-June morning and you think, well, thank you so much for coming uh, Archie today, I feel so encouraged being told off by you know, all that I'm not doing. So how do you give a talk like this that doesn't sort of like basically just condemn everybody and make you all feel a little bit guiltier than you did before? Well, as I've been trying to think about this myself, uh, I got a head start because I knew what I was talking about a few weeks ago. I want to offer you two tips uh, just to help you and then we'll pray. Uh, the first is, um, do an audit of your life as it currently is. Just how you're positioned in your life. Because um, maybe we can't all, maybe we're not all meant to hit all these things. Poverty, sickness, uh, oppression, injustice. But at least let's each start with one I mean, have you got anyone in your life at the moment who is seriously poor? And what are you doing with the supernatural power of the Spirit to help them? I mean, have you currently, have I currently got anyone in my life close enough to me who's seriously sick? And how can I draw down on the power of the Spirit uh, to help them? And that's um, what I, one of the great privileges of being uh, the pastor of um, St. Peter's is I get filtered back to me these stories of what you, you're doing 
and you are doing them. I think sometimes you don't realise that this is, this is what the kingdom of God looks like. This is what the power of the Spirit looks like. I know a couple here who um, have kind of taken on, I suppose, their 97-year-old neighbour through the pandemic and then afterwards, um, who was widowed a year ago. And the level of care that they give to this neighbour, someone in our church. I know um, others um, who are bringing their friends to Alpha that's their way of proclaiming good news. Uh, I know of um, some of you who go above and beyond in how you give financially to the vision here, even though the cost of living is rising. You're saying, no, 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 I, I've, this is the power of the Spirit through me is to flow God's resources. I, I've got to help the 122 who were yesterday at Safe Haven or whatever it is. Um, there's something particular, I think, on some of you around um, adoption and fostering. I feel like there's some of you who are already doing that or have been thinking about it. And that, to me again, sounds a lot like bringing the kingdom of God and releasing the oppressed. And I think that this, um, the Holy Spirit's power is on some of you, some of you already beginning to activate in that, of uh, fostering um, adoption. And that's happening in our community as well. Uh, this is all the power of the Spirit. This is the kind of thing I mean. And my other tip is, um, when I say like our job is to continue uh, the ministry of Jesus for as many years as we have left on earth, it's not like, okay, Jesus did this ministry for a certain amount of time and now it's over to us. It's our turn instead of him. No, no, no. Jesus is still continuing this ministry and he's doing it through us, uh, with us. So... Um, a really good question I found to ask is, um, what is the Holy Spirit doing and how can I join in with him? Because uh, he's already at work with all the people that across your path at work or people you live with or your neighbours. He, he's already at work. And basically our job is kind of just to keep up with what Jesus is doing in bringing freedom to the poor, uh, release the captives, uh, praying for the sick and so on. Um, like in John 5, uh, Jesus um, goes to a particular place called the Pool of Bethesda. And it says in John 5 that there were a great many disabled people there. They said they're lame, paralysed um, and blind. But in the story, Jesus hones in on just one of those great many and he heals this particular man. And then um, a little bit later, a few um, verses later in John 5, when he's asked, quizzed about this healing, he says, I do what I see my father doing. And this seems to be basically the lifestyle of Jesus. He prayed to be filled with the power of God and then he went through his day with his eyes open seeing what the opportunities, what the Holy Spirit uh, was doing. And I think it's the same with us. This is, this is what will stop you from being overwhelmed by the huge amount of need that there is when you start opening up this kind of thing or feeling like guilty about not doing more or getting exhausted. This is what will stop you from, from neither doing nothing but nor getting burned out. Uh, it's that God is already doing something with the people that he's put across your path and basically all you have to do is not sleepwalk 
through your day. But be awake and alert to the possibilities every day. Uh, Sam and I, we were going to um, lunchtime, aren't we, babe, to um, our, our street party. I mean, at Queen's Park, we like to do things a little bit after everybody else. So our street party is this afternoon uh, across our, our road up, up in Queen's Park there. I don't know whether there'll be anyone there who's poor. I mean, it's quite a nice community. But of course, there's all kinds of poverty. Or whether there'll be someone who's sick or suffering or held back by forces outside of their control? There may be. Well, I pray for the Spirit's power to see whether I can bring any freedom or good news or release to them. And uh, remember, if it's God's power, it's probably not simply a token gesture of the kind of thing I would probably do anyway. If it's God's power, then it's likely to be something that I wouldn't probably bring unless I was inspired or empowered by him to do it. The purpose of God's power is not to help you with your purpose. The purpose of God's power is for you and me to help him with his purpose. And I believe that God, I know that God wants to flow his unlimited resources of heaven through St. Peter's. St. Peter's, by the way, is you and me. And he wants to reach this city and our world through us with his love that desperately needs his love. And if we will set up ourselves, position ourselves, align ourselves with that purpose of giving our lives away, we will, we will, sorry, we will seriously see the power of God in our lives. Should we pray?